0: Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was only a few months ago when we had a major power outage in our community. Did you notice that while the power was out in your home, there was nothing that required power operating? The refrigerator, the garage door, the television, the air conditioning system, or the heating system was not working. Even though they were fine, they did not have the power. That's the way it is in the life of believers. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Listen to this message as we continue to share on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. you you will receive power after the holy ghost comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in judea and in the samaria and even to the end of the world i'm giving you power so you can do some work god's not interested in getting people saved just so they can go to church he's getting us saved so we can be the church So we can be the one that people are looking to. We can lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. We can cast out demonic forces. We can change things. We can bring light to a dark place. That's why he saved us. Not just so we can go to church. That power came to accomplish his work in reaching people for the kingdom. And if we get nothing else today, I want you to know that God has power available for you so you can begin to reach somebody for the kingdom of God. He said, you will be my witness. He talked to each of them. Each of you will be my witness. I've got work for you to do. That's why I saved you. Listen, if God just was interested in us going to heaven, he'd have saved us and immediately took our life away so we can make it to heaven. That one can go in. He's got eternal life. Take him out. He ain't going to do nothing else. Why leave him here to mess up? Why leave him here to have to confess again? The power of the church comes from the Holy Ghost. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And if the Lord knows he can work through you, he will get the power to you. Ordinary people were going to do extraordinary things. Ordinary people. Guess who's ordinary? I'm ordinary. Ordinary people are going to do some extraordinary things. Stop thinking you got to be the preacher. Stop thinking you got to be the evangelist. Stop thinking you got to be the prophet. Stop thinking you got to be the apostle. Stop thinking you got to be something special and have a title to do something for God. Ordinary people are going to do extraordinary things. He will empower anybody who said, Lord, fill me with your divine spirit. Fill me with your power. I'm available to you. You can work through me. And if you have that desire to do some extraordinary things in the kingdom, you will need the power. When the day of Pentecost came, everybody in the room was filled. Everybody spoke with tongues. Everybody got out and started witnessing. And immediately, the church began to grow. 3,000 people were saved that day. And then Peter got up and said, this is that that the prophet Joel spoke of. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh in the last days on men and women, boys and girls. Everybody going to get some of this that wants some of this. And he said the promise. And then when, they, when the folks were heard Peter preaching, the same Peter who was afraid just a few weeks earlier, the same one where a little servant girl said, I think you've been with Jesus. Didn't you?" I see you with Jesus? She said, no, I wasn't with Jesus. I wasn't with him. No, not me. Uh-uh, no. Now that he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he's up preaching in public and he's asking and he's telling the folks that they crucified Jesus Christ, but he was raised from the dead and he's alive and he's well and he's sent his power. And what you're looking at is a manifestation of the power of God coming into the people of God. We want some of that. What do we need to do? He said, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sin. And you too will receive the Holy Ghost. It's for everybody. It's for you and your children and all of those who are far off. Guess who, where we were? We were far off. The promise is for you. The promise is for your children. The promise is for all of us who were far off. And the promise is for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. I asked last time, I said, please forgive us pastors and preachers who try to make this some kind of exclusive club for the supernatural and the double anointed and only those who are walking like us can have this. No, it's for every person in the pew. It ain't no supernatural anointing on just the preachers and the pastors. It's for every person who will call on the name of the Lord. I, I, I got a, 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 just a sneaky suspicion. When we get to heaven, sitting on the front row, going to be some prayer warriors and some uh, obscure person you never heard of who reached more people for Jesus Christ than you can imagine because they let the power of God work in their life. And most of the pastors and preachers and apostles probably be sitting far in the back. Then the church got started. They started with that power. Those who accepted his message were baptized, about 3,000 were added to their number that day. And in verse 46 of chapter 2 of uh, Acts, he says, every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread, and they were praising God in the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. That got my attention. He added to their number every day. Why would he add to their number every day? Because Brother Johnson would go out and he'd tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Sister Williams would go out and she'd tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Brother Watson would get up and on his job, he'd tell somebody what God has done for him. All of them would just begin to share what God has done in their life and give their testimony. And when people said, what? He said, yeah, and he'll do the same for you. All you need to do is repent. Turn your heart to Jesus Christ. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. He'll do the same for you. And the church grew, how often? Daily. Every day somebody was coming to the Lord. What would it be like today if every person in here would be full of the Holy Ghost and would share their faith on a daily basis with power? You wouldn't be able to get in here in a month. Look at all the people that God wants to use in this place. Look at all the people online that God wants to use. If you will allow God to use you on a daily basis, this place will be packed. People will be out in the parking lot We're waiting for you to get out of your seat so they can come in and experience the praise and the worship and the power of God in this place. That's what would happen. The devil don't want you to get this power. Keep them just like they are. Just, y'all just come to church and y'all just come on in here. Just drag on in. See if you can get a little something for yourself and go on back home. you good. And if he says something you don't like, go somewhere else. Keep on going till you can find a place you like. Some place that'll meet your needs. I'm looking for a church that'll meet my needs. And God is looking for a church that will meet his needs. The power came, the people received, all of them. Peter preached, the people were saved. The people allowed rather the Holy Ghost to work through them on a daily basis. And I want to just share this story with you out of the book of Acts. Just as a demonstration of just the ordinary function of the people who had the power. In the book of Acts chapter 3, One day Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a cripple, now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. He was put there every day to beg from those going into the temple court. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Now, Peter and John were in the upper room when the Holy Ghost came upon them. And now we see them going to the temple at the time of prayer. And they encountered a cripple who remains nameless. And he was somebody they didn't even know. Now we are told that this crippled man was carried every day and he was put at the door of the church or we can say he was put right out there in the parking lot right before you come in. So he can beg from those who are going to church because church folks supposed to be generous. So I'm going to go right there in front of the church folks and if they're not generous at least they can be guilty of not being generous. There was church folks now passing by this man every day. Maybe some gave him a little change. Maybe other passed by him as if you weren't there. You know, after a while, you won't even recognize him. But when Peter and John saw him, this man asked them for money. See, there are people sitting in the pathway of church-going people all the time. Let me say that one more time. There are people sitting in the pathway of church-going people all the time and these people have a need. How many times are we so focused on going to church or doing church that we walk right by people who God is trying to reach? Sometimes their needs are obvious. Sometimes they're not so obvious. This man asked for money that he needed that day And some money that he would need the following day. But God wanted to give this man something that would change his life and give him a testimony. So here's what Peter and John said. The Bible said they looked straight at the man. They looked at the man. Now, I believe God on this occasion through the Holy Ghost was wanting to do something and he he became engaged in this opportunity. He said, let's look at this man. Now I can see this man differently. I believe that's when the Holy Ghost began to speak to Peter about what to do at that moment. And he told the man, look at us. Look at me. I, wanna, I want your full, I want your undivided attention. Something is about to go down. Look at the reaction. The man gave them his attention and the man was expecting something. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give to you. Peter said, I ain't got no money, but I got something. I'm going I'm to give it to you. I underline that because most of the time when you ask church folks about doing something for God, they'll, say, they'll tell you all of what they don't have. I don't have the time. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have the confidence. Well, give what you got. You got something. Peter says, silver or gold have I none, but such as I have, I'm going to give it to you. Do you have anything? Do you have anything? You might not have a theology degree, but do you have anything? You might not have a supernatural anointing, but do you have any kind of anointing? The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Tasca Cedar, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.